You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what to do with that, though. You will. Oh, you will. Well, think on the fly. It's what you're good at, right? I, I, I really... I, what evidence supports that? <laughs> Too late. We're starting now. Absolutely everything that comes out of your mouth. Hello and welcome back to Empire of Rust, your only Transformers RPG podcast. And I have to ask all of you, if 42 can be anything you want it to be, then is 43 nothing at all? Pat? I mean, every good answer just spawns new questions, so sure. As always, we can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, we are now on Amazon, and of course, Apple Podcasts and Google. So please, uh, go ahead and throw us a review if you like what we're doing. And we will continue to do awesome, awesome stuff for all of you. Ain't that right, guys? Oh, yeah. I think we can work that out. Now that we're on Amazon, heck, we're, we're kind of a big deal. We have many leather-bound books, huh? Yes, we've, uh, we've made it to the big time. <laughs> made it from Z to A. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> Is it kind of sad that I, I learned like the whole Amazon A to Z thing like just like two months ago? No, I don't think it's sad. It, I, I don't know what it's. I still don't know what you're talking about. No, neither do I. If you look at the Amazon logo, there's a little arrow that looks like a smile. It goes from A to Z, and it's supposed to mean Amazon has everything from A to Z. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's very clever. I feel less bad about myself now. I haven't looked at the Amazon logo forever. It's a it's a visual double on town because it's also a smiley face. <laughs> yes, yes, it was good. I was not aware of that. All right, so if, if this actually makes it to a uh, some sort of visual podcast, then hopefully we'll get some uh, some sponsorship money from Amazon here <laughs> since we're putting their logo on. <laughs> Amazon logo on everything for everyone. That's great. I have a great face for podcasts. Magnum has the best face for podcasts. What are you talking about? He has the best face for advertising podcasts. Put a billboard right up on there. Well, I've seen a lot of race cars with bumper stickers on them. <laughs> Literally covered in them sometimes. That implies that you get close enough to read them. You won't. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. The only two stickers he needs are the ones on the front. <laughs> yeah. They, oh. <laughs> What's a sweet spot's a sponsorship deal look like? Well, I'm uh, I'm hoping to uh, to get sponsorship in the uh, uh, some of the the service bots from uh, the Velostronian cities, uh, some of the the bots from the the lower caste uh, societal tier, uh, because I'm hoping to uh, open up a a lane for every speed, so to speak, uh, so that there is a place in in the cities for each and every uh, bot. Amongst the Velostronians. That is my platform, and, and that's the sponsorship I, I hope to uh, encourage people to get behind. Sounds like a presidential campaign. Does uh, Velocitron not have sidewalks? They do, but they're all within the cities. Uh, the, the cities have uh, very defined spaces because the cities move. You see, there, there's, no, there's no space for uh, 
the expansion of the city if the population grows. So do you guys, like, kill each other to decide who lives then? No, uh, of, of course we don't do that. We, we tend to build up, and uh, eventually uh, other cities are, uh, are built in orbit, and then they are, they are landed on the surface to uh, begin their lifelong trek across the surface of Velostron. Actually, that's really funny, because if you were to build a space station connected by a space elevator down to one of these moving cities, then that, that space station would look like just like a kite. From the surface, it certainly would. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, like this big-ass this, robot running around just <laughs> dragging this city-sized kite through the sky. Yeah, the cities typically cool. aren't uh, stable enough to have a, a space elevator. It was an idea that was proposed about uh, uh, 2,000 years ago. What about a space escalator? <laughs> that idea was proposed about uh, 1,500 years ago, and it also met, met with the same end. <laughs> a spescalator? That's right. It was a spescalator. You know your history. I don't know. we got to have a discussion about Velostron and accessibility laws, really. I mean. uh, well, hopefully, if, uh, if I am uh, elected to a position of power therein, uh, I would build a uh, resort town that would accommodate the various visitors to uh, our, our great and wonderful planet. Well, you guys are definitely not in a resort right now, are you? No, but there are drinks. There are. So when last we left our friends, Magnum and Wildstrike, you two had just gotten to the Bolt and Gear and were uh, talking with uh, Fixit. And you had just brought out one of uh, Bombshell's little Cerebro shell thingies. And we're asking him about it, and he has told you that, yes, he knows about them. So, Magnum, Wildstrike, go ahead, lead us off. What do you, what do, uh, what do you want to know? Well, we have reason to believe these are being used extensively. We need a way to... Uh... Detect them, get rid of them, preferably at range, preferably over a large, the more larger area possible, and preferably without doing damage. Yeah. Where did you find this? Uh, I don't know if you really want to know that. It was in use. It was in use. Oh. Tell me, do you do you know where these things come from? Do you know what exactly what they are? We've seen them on several bots, but as far as I know, we don't know anything more than that. These were the the invention of uh, Bombshell. I'm sure you've all heard of Bombshell. He was a uh, a brilliant scientist who joined the, the Decepticon cause. And as he's explaining this, he kind of looks over uh, you, Wildstrike, and, and sees the, like your your insignia. But I'm I'm sure you would know all about that, uh, all about that Wildstrike. Megatron made great use of his Cerebro shells when infiltrating other um, uh, other planets that had mechanical life on it. Uh, thankfully, he he never he never used them to great effect on Cybertron, um, partially because I. Th- I think it was kind of against his philosophy. He, I mean, even in the worst of times, he never wanted to uh, dominate a, a person's mind, dominate a Cybertronian's mind. Uh, he had no problem dealing with, uh, with lesser beings, non-Cybertronians. But 
thankfully is he or maybe just because of the the war and in Autobots activities during it they never saw widespread use during uh, during our civil war but these are, are Megatron didn't feel that way or bombshell didn't feel that way Megatron didn't also okay. you're you're not there <laughs> no I, I just it was a point like I was curious like you know who had the morality, Megatron or, or Bombshell? So now I know. Megatron wanted domination, but he was—he started off as a freedom fighter, and you know, like right. dominating someone else's mind. Probably not the probably not really in his wheelhouse. Well, it's a—it's not the same thing. It's, it's subjugating someone who's not—it doesn't care if they're subjugated anymore. Not so interesting, I suppose. Yeah. But you said you—you you found this. In use by Primus. I hope this is the only one. Unfortunately, no. Oh no. It's probably lots. And that's why we're here. Yeah, we need a we need a way to detect and eliminate these on a larger scale, if possible, or a smaller scale, if not possible. Uh, detection is going to prove to be uh, very difficult. Bombshell certainly did his work uh, very very well. If you need to. To disable them, though, a good, solid electrical jolt to the bot will go ahead and uh, temporarily disable them, and uh, if it's strong enough, it will outright destroy them. Uh, they are very, very sensitive pieces of equipment. But really, the best thing that you can, you can do is find who's controlling them. I haven't seen Bombshell in, in many years, and it's rumored that he, he died years ago. But that's... I, I can't confirm or deny that. I, I, I have no real information on it. But if someone has used his technology and is and has adapted it to, to their, their own ends, this could be very, very bad for, for the city. Could the controller disable it remotely? I think we might have covered this already. Generally, there is only one person that's... Uh, the shells will will listen to and will and the people will obey them. If you find that person, then likely it just just stop them. And likely, you, even if the shells are still around, then there'll be no commands given, and you you can clean it up at your leisure. They need constant commands, or once you give them a command, they'll follow it. That's what makes this so insidious. You can give the bot a command. And they will obey it once it becomes appropriate. So you can tell them to act normally for for years. And then once a specific set of circumstances or a specific trigger is reached, then they will do what you have ordered them to do. So this could have been in the making for quite a long time. Probably. It's possible. But I've also haven't encountered any of these uh, with anyone who's come to, to central reclamation. I think if it was widespread, then then either I or some of my staff would have would have seen them. Yeah, hopefully. If it's possible to detect, do any detection, we need to figure out how. Um, it sounds like even if we get the controller, though, they're still going to be out there following the commands, unless we can fool them somehow. Would that be something like, say, like this controller made an announcement over the PA or something like that for the little doodads to shut themselves down or an imitation of the controller? Uh, Would that work? 
like they say shut yourself down permanently oh well, i mean not not the bot the the, the, the gizmo uh, certainly if the the person who is commanding uh, all the, all these shells and the people infected by them uh, gave that gave the order to to not follow his orders anymore then yes uh, it absolutely would be be effective so if we figure out who's doing this we can maybe impersonate them and we also have to stop them from making more yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Whoever is making them definitely stop them from from making more. This does explain a a number of things, though, especially the the rapid change in the political climate over these last few weeks. Well, this guy's actually pretty smart. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, you uh, medical officer, right? <laughs> you may not want to say that too loudly, though. It may not be healthy. Who do you? Uh, you said you you took this off a. A bot. D- who who was it? Um, I'll just get on the comms and just converse with everybody momentarily. Uh, do we uh, let him in? Who we found it on? What do you think? I don't see why not. You've already checked him for for the bug, right? We did. So he's clean. We can uh, trust his opinion to be sincere. So I say, let him in on in in on the circle. All right. Yeah. Do it. I'll tell him. We found these on quite a few of the bad lists recently. Um, it could, could very well have been most of the force in the building, possibly, um, given the numbers we ran into. Um, probably Ironhide, too, considering his behavior. Doesn't make any sense. Um, he's acting out of character, so I can only assume that we are forced to assume it's him, too. So it looks like at least the security, security uh, forces are thoroughly infiltrated. Oh, dear Primus, the... The entire security force? Oh, jeez. That's why we're interested in uh, a little bit more comprehensive testing of some sort. Dealing with so many different people that even if we stop the person who's doing the orders, they're still going to keep doing their thing. Well, in, in the short term, I mean, we can try to... Uh, well, we, we, we can try to get the security building uh, restored, but... Oh, we would still have to like hit each person individually with a, with an electrical discharge of of at least decent strength to to do this. So no EMP will do this in a building. It's it's too difficult because the walls are going to the walls on the equipment. Everything there will will block it. There's no guarantee you'll get everyone in an open field. Then sure. So we plan our fight in a stadium. And of course, I'm, I'm assuming Magmar Wildstrike <laughs> said that. <laughs> well, I thought he said yes. he opened up the comms. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, he's not I mean, on I'm our assuming... comms, but I can repeat it. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah. who is this? Who am I talking to? <laughs> How did you get this number? <laughs> what about a frequency or something that could temporarily jam the signal? I've, I've never encountered anything like that, but uh, maybe we could use... I don't know, maybe we could use a frequency to at, at least try to track the location or, or where it's coming from. Um, could you could you possibly get to work on this? We're going to try to track down the source. I was just going to ask you if you knew what the, the source was. Do you, knew, do you have any idea who's behind all this? I do have uh, one theory as to how we could find out. If it seems like the majority of the security force has been implanted with these little bugaboos and uh, they've all been taken over with mind control. Uh, how would someone gain access to each and every one of those bots? Is there some sort of uh, medical protocol that all of these bots have to go through, like a 
An annual examination of sorts? Uh, well, we, we do check our security forces uh, fairly, fairly regularly, but as far as I know, nothing, has, uh, nothing like that has come through central reclamation. I certainly trust my, my staff, but uh, to, to answer that a little bit more clearly, uh, you, don't need a, uh, you don't need a lot of time in order to implant these. Uh, if you take a look... I, I guess he's, he's assuming that you're going to come over? <laughs> uh, no, uh, Magnum or, or Wild Strike can uh, just go ahead and open up their, their visuals. So what he'll do is he'll grab the, the, uh, the Cerebro shell on, the, on the, the table there. And don't forget, it looks like a tiny like little insect version of like an alt mode. He'll flip it over to the, the bottom and he'll kind of point out where the, the legs kind of grasp in. Uh, to the wherever it's attached, and that there is essentially like an, an injection device that will uh, connect into the uh, bot's uh, essentially their nervous system. So it, it it effectively is just you you get it on them and it does the rest. But I mean, as you can see, there's there's a lot of very very sensitive uh, circuitry, sensitive equipment on here. These things are not very easy to make. I would estimate right. there's at most uh, maybe two to three hundred of these things, probably in the entire city, assuming they started building them when uh, when everyone returned to Cybertron. How how hard is it to place these things? Uh, you could just uh, uh, drop it on someone's shoulder, uh, stick it in between their uh, their armor plates. As you can see, the the legs do give it a little bit of mobility. It is slow. Uh, certainly, it's not going to be uh, crawling over you like a scraplet or something, but it, it, it could certainly crawl up your back if if it was placed uh, a place near there. Okay. The uh, badgeless they wear helmets, right, to mask their faces. Uh, right. Yeah. It's uh, from what I understand, it's a a, uh, a form of hollow armor. So, if one was placed on or in the helmet, yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And as far as I know, it's like each. The armor is just, you know, stored in in barracks at the at the security services building. So, yes, just uh, one person could pop a couple of these guys right into the into the helmets, and then when someone puts it, it on, it's there. It is done. I have an idea. What about an anti-bug bug? Basically, sort of the same sort of delivery. It just like if it lands on someone, it goes and finds. The bug that's already there, and then it saps it, and then you could spread them all over the place, and they could anti-infect people. So you're thinking a, a small device, like a, a little bug, kind of like this, that just crawls over people and checks to see if there's a a cerebro shell on them and removes it. Yeah, basically an airborne cure of the stuff. Mm, airborne. I don't know about that, but... Well, small, small to be scattered. Yes. Or something small that you could hide. Does this thing have... You said it's got all this, like, intricate circuitry. Is there any, like, rare metals that are trackable? Like, you know, it's just like, oh, like, it needs a piece of unobtainium. And you're like, oh, shit, well, we know where that is. You know? In unobtainium. In <laughs> I, uh, I don't believe so. I believe the, the actual, like, components are things that any scientist can get a hold of, but... Okay, it's it's just that it's so detailed and fine and so intricate that right. it's, it's it's one of the things that makes it so susceptible to uh, electrical discharges. Right. Yeah, we don't need to be so sensitive with the anti bugs, though. Right. 
I think the, the, the best solution, though, is to find wherever the controller is and stop it at its source. Because even if we find a, a way of, of just neutralizing them, uh, there's no guarantee that more won't get made. And whomever is right. making these has the knowledge to do it. And if they are a, a smart enough person, they can potentially get around any of the the, the, the anti anti-bug uh, solutions that we have. All right, so we got to find the source. Well, that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah, so what's our best way of tracking this thing back to its source? And then when you say, like, you know, handle, I mean, does that mean we have to kill this person? Or do we just, like, give, show them the secret handshake? I mean, like, what's what's the deal? Well, if we twist their arm and have them uh, rescind all their orders. I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine that you just you stop them <laughs> uh, I mean I'm not exactly a warrior I, I can't tell you how to do something like that but <laughs> it will involve pummeling of some sort I fix bots I, I don't really break them job security man well when I when I hear the you know we're effectively talking about cutting off the head of the snake usually when you do that something dies so is that something that you guys are willing to entertain or not immediately Okay, so we need to figure out a way to convince somebody that is willing to mind control an entire population not to do that. No, we need to convince them to rescind their orders first. Right. And then we walk away, and then they turn it back on, and then when... Then, well, now no. What? No, we, we throw them in jail. Away. Okay. I mean, frankly, most of the, the enemy leaders we find end up dead. You know, assuming this... <laughs> We don't have a great track record with capturing, frankly. Mm. <laughs> we need to find a way to stop the orders. So whether this person rescinds them through our force, or if we have a way to imitate them, which might be capturing them and capturing their uh, sound files. Right. Ah, yeah. You could just simply uh, rip, or their rip voice out, box. Yeah, you could simply rip out their vocal processor. There we go. There we go. That's all you care about. Or we could just, like, if, say, well, let's say it's, like, you know, somebody who talks a lot on the radio, like, I don't know, with Zaron, whatever his name is. Could you just make an, an amalgam of his videos and then just make him say whatever the hell we want and broadcast it at, at say, a radio station? Yes, we could. Yeah, potentially. We just have to figure out who it is and make sure that I mean, they can't rescind it once we, we screw it up. I think we know who it is. We do. Who's, that, who's actually giving the orders? You think it, you think it actually is him? I yeah yeah I do, but that's I'm not the okay, thing. I know it's him. Well, I'm I'm sort of with you with that. I'm just not. If if one of these tech people can actually backtrack the signal using scientific means, I think that would be a good thing to have. So let's put it this way: I'm pretty sure I know who is controlling them, but I don't know who's making this. It could be a different person. Could we test one of these bugs to see? If it responds to an imitation voice, uh, you think you if you had a live one, sure, but this one is is dead. You've shorted this one out, so there's no way to test it right now. Then is there a way for us to uh, capture bugs uh, without zapping them to kill them? You think that if you found someone who had one on them and you're able to just kind of pin them, you might be able to separate it live. Could we tune a stun weapon, electrical stun weapon? Like, um, I forget if they're, what kind, uh, what they're called, but 
I think it's like a shock pistol or something like that. It has a non-lethal I, setting. I have a, I have a mercy crystal on one of my weapons, so... You have an electrical weapon? No, but it's just it's a mercy crystal, which means it would knock somebody unconscious as opposed to kill okay. them. That way we could uh, retrieve a live uh, specimen for, for Doc here to uh, examine and experiment on to help us out. Correct. Yeah. All right, sweet spot. Yes, sir. I need a fortitude save from you. You do. Because guess what you just drank? I drank a nice, tall, cool glass of uh, nightmare fuel. Yeah, you did. Mmm. It's kind of smooth going down. Hopefully it stays there. <laughs> Burns coming back up. <laughs> it does. Why, why did I order this? And why is my fort save only a one? <laughs> that does seem right. <laughs> that does seem pretty low. Hey, but you know what? I only have a one will save, so maybe that's yeah. actually accurate. That's probably, that's probably going to go. Let's see what this is. Where is the... I see a 15 up on, on my screen. Yeah, that's it. Fortitude, check. 15. There I go. From Sweet Spot. It's all there. All right. You take a look at your uh, your drink over here, kind of swirl it around in your hands a little bit. You know it's coming. You steal yourself. Get yourself ready for this. Mm-hmm. Down it in one gulp. Down. Slam your glass oh. down the table. It's like... Smooth! <laughs> <laughs> and you... Uh, you handle it like a champ. Carapace would be proud Ooh. of you. Bartender, that was good. That was uh, that was plentiful. That uh, really really cleans out the uh, cleans out the old uh, fan belt there. Stings the nostrils. Can I get you another one? Uh, you can, just not today. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, the two other patrons there at the bar, uh, they kind of look your way and a little nod of respect. One of them raises their glass to you. Man, the bar of being a badass has really dropped, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're still taking keeping uh, keeping us covered on the roof. I am. All right. It's good to know. We need a plan. Well, we maybe have this guy so we can contact him if we can get one of these things. Um, but we're going to need to try to track down the Z-Man and uh, get a hold of him and stop him from making these things and hopefully have him turn them off. Uh, how do we capture a major head of state? We have to draw him out into uh, some area where he won't be as protective, number one. And then instead of medium at the designated place, we ambush him en route so that he will be caught unawares. Mm. Uh, we could also just steal some of the uh, the badgeless armors and walk up anonymously and just handle them. I could also use Legionnaire to get close to him. Because he's his bodyguard? Was bodyguard. his bodyguard. He was uh, deliberately dismissed from that position, if I recall. I do but if Zara knows he's still around and freed... And chances are very likely, considering that uh, news report that we saw, heard, or witnessed, uh, he knows that we are out and about as well. It might not be that easy to just walk up to him. But it's as good a plan as any. Maybe we should like, tell this this medical guy we can, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with him, maybe. Unless we want to include him in all the plans. No, I don't think we should. Okay, well, uh, how about this? 
if uh, we have uh, what's his name? Who's his bodyguard? Legionnaire. Legionnaire. If we have Legionnaire get in contact with him and say that he has captured one of us by pretending to be with us as we were breaking out you, Wildstrike, then that might be believable enough to draw him out. And if we could get ourselves some of the Badger's armor, a couple of us could stand by as guards as well. Yep, and when uh, when the Badger's come to apprehend him, if we kind of uh, jump the Badger's and switch places with him, we might be able to get right up to him. Worth a shot. So, who's, uh, who's Legionnaire going to be able to capture out of all of us? Why, why y'all looking at me? <laughs> it was your wonderful idea. I gotta stop uh, suggesting those. All right, I'll play bait again. It worked out for me. All right. Out of anybody in this group, you're definitely the honeypot. So. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, let's talk to Legionnaire. See uh, how he feels about this. Although he got thrown in jail, right? Last time we knew. Right, but the last time we talked to him, he still seemed rather. Uh, loyal to Zaron. Yeah, so we'll have to assess how, I guess we'll have to assess him when we talk to him. That loyalty, I think, uh, these, uh, these bolts here are pretty tasty. I might have to get another nightmare fuel to wash these down. But, uh, yeah, uh, his loyalty is probably what would make the whole ruse, uh, believable from Zaron's perspective. Alright, let's talk to him. Where can we reach you, uh, medical face? Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. Yeah. Where can you reach me? Uh, you can find me at Central Reclamation. Uh, if you need to get in touch with me directly, uh, here's my, my comm code. And he will share his comm code with you. All right. And uh, why don't you, uh, while you're sitting there next to him, suggest that he find a bot that he can trust, examine to make sure that that bot is clear, and uh, have some sort of a buddy system where they're each checking each other uh from time to time to make sure neither one of them gets uh, gets implanted. See, though, would that even work? Because, like, if they're like, oh, I'm supposed to... So, like, if you're... If I controlled somebody and was and they knew to do that, I'd probably make my first command not to tell them about any of that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, but they're not giving the commands. Right. What you have is... Uh, since we know he's not infected right now, have him find someone he can trust, check them first yep. to make sure that they are clear, and then come up with the, the buddy system plan. Right. And then while they walk, while that person walks away, that person gets a bug, and then it's like, oh, hey, it's my turn to check you to make sure that you don't have a bug. Put on a bug. Like, buddy systems don't work unless there's like a, a you know... It's corruptible, yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, but... It's the, better than bug, nothing, though. Okay, The sure. bug doesn't give... <laughs> The bug doesn't give the controller access to their memories. It Correct. just gives them control from that point forward. Right. If uh, if they don't know to do it, then uh, you know they they wouldn't okay. do it. And then the the other person who's their buddy would say, "Do okay, we do well, we know that though? Do we know that they don't have their memories? You know that a, a command can be given to like, retroactively affect things." A retro like to like a command can be given with future events or with other knowledge kind of in mind. So like you may be like a command may be given that 
if anyone finds out or if anyone approaches you about being controlled, then, you know, not to do something or to not do something. But it would have to right. be a specific command for that. Okay. okay. If something happens in the future, then then potentially the command won't really take that into effect because the command is is just that. It's it's all about how you you approach the command and what decision you you make on it. Okay. Yes, snow snow tiles can be uh, used in the summertime, but they're only useful if it snows. <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> Or the occasional trip to the mountains. You would have no idea what Snowvin looks like. I have been well read, sir. Does does Cybertron not have poles? No, but v- Velocitron is is like a like a burning wasteland outside the cities. <laughs> it is. A snow is a rarity, which is why I was curious when I heard about it. That's why snow cones sell for so much. <laughs> does that actually apply to the poles, though? Oh, the poles of Cybertron. Like, the poles are still. Nope. A player no, that's hot enough will not have any ice on its poles. Um, there are, uh, I mean, it depends. If it's hot enough, it, it could potentially not have any. any right. Any and I, I obviously, poles. I don't know enough about, like, how, it's like, you know, the, the idea of this thing, you know, running around in, in a circle, like, that's really cool. You know, but I mean, it's like, if there's not enough sunlight hitting where the poles are, it could have ice. I, I'm just making stuff. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, uh, uh, I that's a good that, question. That, uh, the poles of uh, Velocitron are uh, not perhaps snow covered, but also not hot enough to boil down to a flat surface, like like the 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 kind of the the median area of the planet. It gets hot enough to boil it down flat, so that these cities can can roll completely around the the world. So the poles are mountainous and rough, but like the equator is just like like glass almost. Yeah, but uh, it's it's definitely in the sun. It is uh, too hot for bots to survive at at any rate. Okay, so the plan is to draw Z- draw Zaron out. Yes. Pose as Badgeless mm-hmm. and attempt to capture him. Yes. Okay. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yep. And if if he just sends uh, badges out to do his work, our plan is to then kind of jump them, take their place, and then return as if we're we're bringing a legionnaire to him to, quote-unquote, be implanted or or re-imprisoned. Okay. All right. So where would you... why, why Why didn't they just bug him? Maybe he's resistant. Maybe they tried and he uh, he made the saving throw. I don't know what it takes. <laughs> There's got to be some people who aren't going to be affected. That's probably something we probably should have asked to uh, fix it. Uh, what percentage of the population might be resistant to the effects of this thing? Hmm. That would have been a good thing to ask him. It's a shame that we don't have his comm code. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, shame. they did get that. He, he gave it to him. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame. Oh, well. Not to mention, I, I don't think he's actually left the building yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's literally in the bathroom. Just go over and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where do you want to, uh, where, like, where do you want to do this? Like, where do you want to set up your ambush? Uh, somewhere wide open where we can kind of see them coming. But Walk me through some of your, uh, the, the finer points on this. I'm thinking something like a lot. Have we, have we, we haven't gotten, um, 
Legionnaire's permission to be part of this plan yet. Let's let's deal with that first. Talk to him first. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably a good idea. <laughs> Three hours later. All right, the plan is set. Legionnaire says, no, I don't yeah, want to do that. I'm not <laughs> doing that. <laughs> okay, back to square one. Okay, okay. Part, part one, get a bug. Program it to follow us. Put it on Legionnaire. Part two, send him... Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, these bug things aren't that bad. Who are, what are they? You know, just looking at this all wrong. Now, where did we leave Legionnaire? Is he with us, with us, or with us nearby, or just left... Left kind of behind. I think you kind of left him behind because I don't think you really said for him to follow you or anything. Like after you guys left the the factory, when you're talking to Wheeljack, because yep. at the factory he was in Magnum along with the rest of you. Yep. And then you guys kind of just left and came over to meet with Fix It, but you never really mentioned kind of where he was gonna be going or what you wanted him or Arctic or the. Other badgeless that you saved. Yeah, we kind of forget about them. Uh, I there's imagine they uh, We we got excited and I probably ran out first. Oh, you totally <laughs> did. <laughs> Sweet spot, impulsive? No. <laughs> no. So we should find them. Mm-hmm. I imagine they would have come with us. Wouldn't have just left them there. I don't. What do you think the over under that he's already back in his cell? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. Man, you make poor choices. Let's keep this interesting. What? Uh, why don't we roll for it a bit? So, what's uh, best case scenario? Where are these guys for you? Uh, standing over the defeated body of Zaron already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there we go. go. <laughs> I'll give it a five percent. Hey got a plan to high, capture higher oh, low, wait, higher low. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best case scenario. Yeah. Do you want him to be, like, just outside the bar? Do you want him to be up on the roof uh, with carapace? Where, where would you like him to be? Uh, probably a rooftop with carapace would be the safest. Because yeah. he'd be out of sight and more eyes, more, more beta. Okay. More beta eyes. And I would like him to be back in a cell. Goodness. Higher, higher low Isn't that kind of extreme? <laughs> you know, if he ends up back in a cell already, we're probably... Relying on him for our plan is probably not the best idea anyway. Yeah, agreed, agreed. He'll chain himself to the wall or something like that. I'll make that call, Mike. It's going to be high. It's always high. High good for us. Always high. Always high. Rolled a 15. So, yep, he is over with Carapace along with Arctic and our other guard who needs a name. You know what? I'm going to crowdsource this one. You guys. Wasn't that Barricade? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, Barricade's there, too. I meant the other other guard. The one we managed to free. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So you got Barricade, Legionnaire, Arctic, and Rando Guard C. Kenneth. The, the nameless badgeless. Spot sweet. Spot sweet? Spot sweet. <laughs> Spot sweet. Is he, does he look exactly like me, but with a, with a goatee? <laughs> no, he has real lights. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Ouch. Okay, it's canon. Spot sweet. <laughs> Just to make it a little bit different, we'll go Spot Sweets. Okay. Barricade, Arctic, Legionnaire, and Spot Sweets are all uh, next to you, <laughs> Karakas. <laughs> I'm not sure if this name's going to work. We're just going to chuckle and going to laugh every time we hear it. <laughs> uh, I hope you're enjoying this, Rob. 
<laughs> if Rob was here, he'd, I blame, he'd just come up with sweaty I blame again. him. Yeah, I'd be disappointed by the name if it didn't bother him so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to have some humor on uh, on every episode, right? We're getting a little bit serious, a little bit on the dull side. So, you know what? we gotta, we got to spice it up a little bit. we got to add a little bit of spice, you know? Just a little bit of spice. Anyway. All right, let's explain it to him and see what he thinks. All right. Yep. So you guys uh, head out of Bolt and Gear and head on over to uh, Carapace. Carapace, give me one quick perception check. Uh, that would be a 15. You do, on occasion, notice drones flying in the sky, but they never get close enough to really, like, really worry you. It does look like they are kind of moving in a bit of, like, a, a search pattern, though. So sure. you estimate that, uh, actually, give me, a, give me a quick survival check for this one. Ooh. Oh, natural 20. Uh, so that is a 29. Boom. You got it. Uh, you would estimate that if this pattern holds, you probably have about two hours before it gets to within noticing distance of you here. I'll spread that. I'll let them know and be like, listen, there's drones out here. We, we don't have a lot of time. Can, we tell, can you tell also which way we should head to avoid being spotted? With a 20 in survival? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can. Well, time is relative. Depends on what you do with the time you have. I, for one... Or who your, rel- a, who your relatives are. Yes. Yeah, I, for one, can get a great deal accomplished in very little time. Thanks, Professor. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys uh, speak with Legionnaire. Uh, he is actually really amenable to this plan because he uh, he's pretty convinced that Zaron is not in his right mind. He, he's He's convinced that because of all these bug things, uh, that Zaron likely has a bug on him. So he is absolutely on board with this plan because he wants to get as close to him as possible because he wants to just tear that fucker off. He needs to understand that we're going in, that we need to probably subdue him so that we can find the bug. So he needs to come to terms with that before we go in. Your natural instinct will be to uh, protect him, but uh, he will come under some form of attack. Exactly, I'm protecting him from the bugs. Okay, good enough for me. We need uh, weapons that deal electricity in order to shock these bugs. Does anybody, Does everybody have one? Uh, no, I do not. No. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. I have a rifle and a knife. <laughs> do, do you need Step. to be outfitted again? Didn't we forget to do that last time? Like, should we Mike be like, said that we did that. Okay. Isn't there, like, an electrical stun weapon? I have to look at the uh, the manual. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, stun weapons of... just means you can do lethal or non-lethal. There are also merciful crystals. Or augments, or... What are they? What are they? Yeah, mercy crystal. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a place we can get a, f- get a few of the, more of these things. We should get you guys some weapons. We should also get some manacles. Or something similar that we can bind them with. Do you think the uh, the badge list would have those anyway? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and if, and if you talk to Spot Sweets, he actually has two sets of manacles. Oh, good. He has a uniform too, doesn't he? He does. So we actually have a, a set of armor available to us, assuming he's willing to. Does he remember being bugged? I don't think any of you have bothered to ask him. Well, the people that we that we did talk to so far don't 
don't remember anything specific. Everything was just kind of fuzzy. Yeah. Well, they they well, don't remember asked. what ha- they don't remember what happened while they were bugged. But it's like, what's the last thing he does remember? Oh, like does well, he remember putting him. up a putting up a fight before he got bugged? Yeah, yeah. That is a great question. He he doesn't have a whole lot of of like recollection of like the last couple of weeks. But his he'll tell you that his last clear memory is. He was called over to uh, to an altercation, kind of in the uh, um, like like one of the developing areas of the city, and it was it was just a fight that had broken out between uh, between a couple of bots. Um, but the last like really clear thing he remembers is he was breaking up the fight, and one of them was uh, a small black and purple Decepticon with a faceplate that has hints. Of an animal alt mode, uh, they got into a bit of the an altercation after he broke up the the fight, and then everything kind of goes fuzzy from there. Black and purple animal. Did we meet this person? This spot? I don't believe you ever did. Or is that a description of bombshell? Someone did a culture check. Uh, I think it was you, Matt, right? Probably that would have been me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm. Ninety percent certain you passed it, so I'll assume you did, and uh, and tell you yeah. So the the a small black and purple Decepticon with a faceplate, hints of an animal alt mode, does kind of track with the description of bombshell. Aha! Ha! Oh goodness! So he's, it might actually be bombshell here. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't know the uh, the uh, Insecticons were bitty. Yeah, they're pretty small. It makes sense, but, you know, size, being size, you know. Such a size queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> touching that with a ten-foot pole. It's always about making things big and small, big, small, big, small. <laughs> a ten-foot pole would please a size queen, so. He's a colossal queen, <laughs> terrified to run on steam. <laughs> oh, well. All right, then. So how would that change our, our plan? It just means that Bombshell's still around making these things. Where so was it that he was fighting? In the developing area of the city. Could be a good place to start looking. I mean, it could be they, they could have done the exact same thing that we had intended to at first. It's like it's like an ambush. It's like, oh, these guys are police officers. It's like, oh, there's a disturbance. Well, we send police officers there. You jump them there. You send them out. You rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, you I know, mean, should we, we try to any- find Bombshell before we try to capture Zaron? Well, because like, I like, the think that the craziest thing would be is, like, what if Zaron figured out a way to do this? All he'd have to do is control Bombshell, and then now he's got the factory under his thumb. You know, like, yeah, the most true. dangerous you know, puppet masters are the ones that control other puppet masters. That's, uh, that's kind of meta. Mm. Yeah. Wheels within wheels, man. So who do we go after first? Is there a, is there like a very specific spot? Like, does it have to be on the neck? And like, could we just wear like a? Oh yeah, let's put it on the shock collar. So anytime, like, say one, say we go to this place looking and we get jumped. Is there a way that we can prevent from being taken over ourselves? Yeah, that's a very good question. Mm. Yeah, you think that if you put like a like a piece of armor or something kind of on the the like back a scarf. End, yeah, kind of. You think that it, it won't. A hundred percent, like prevent it, but it will make it take a lot longer to kind of get through. Right. Okay. 
Ascots for everyone. <laughs> All right. So just to, to move your plan along a little bit here, so you want to find some place to stop to pick up a couple of weapons and some equipment that you can kind of weld to the back of your neck, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Well, uh, more more wear than weld. I mean, that's kind of permanent, don't you think? If you don't want to be safe, sweet spot, then that's uh, fine. But spot sweets will certainly want to weld something to the back of his neck. Yeah. Let's take him with us instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet he goes fast, right? <laughs> Ouch. Magnum. Ouch. <laughs> so what do you turn into, Spot Sweet? Oh, I turn into a race car. Is that Want to see? <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> do you, have, you don't happen to have a goatee on under there, do you? No, but his car is obviously a black and white. It's a, it's a, it's a Van Dyke, actually. <laughs> it's on his alt form instead. Yeah. Like, in his car form, it's like a bumper styler thing. I imagine, like, his alt mode is like a, a, like a, like a sports car, kind of like Sweet Spot. White with, like, black highlights, but he actually goes pretty slow. It's less more sport utility than sport. <laughs> I want to be safe, you know? He's the type of car that you want to be seen driving in slowly through a town, but not on a racetrack. <laughs> yeah, that works. I'm running all this down. Spot Sweet? It makes me think of, like, you remember uh, the song Summertime? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's what I immediately thought of at that mm-hmm. time. I will say that, yes, you can go ahead and find a shop that is uh, selling some uh, electrical weapons. So if you want to get some uh, some guns and if you need to find something to, again, to weld to your, your, uh, your neck, then, yeah, you're good to go. I can say that you find this on the way. Can we get some grenades, too? New shot grenades. Grenades. Yeah. Let's see here. High or low good for you? Adam says high, so we're going to go with that. Roll to six. So nope. No grenades for you. Damn you, Adam. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you roll the D8? Or did you just set it on the six? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> that's not an admission of rolling a different size dice, so I'm going to say that's high on the D8. <laughs> Hell, that's that's high on a D, D10. I was going to say, that's, you know, I rolled a six on a D4. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. How'd you do that? <laughs> Impressive. All the sides, my D4 is A6. <laughs> so you guys start to put the plan in motion. You guys let Legionnaire send a signal to, uh, to Zaron and kind of arrange a, uh, a spot to meet with the lie, the utter lie, that uh, that Legionnaire has captured Sweet Spots. Not Spot Sweets. Sweet Spot. Uh, you arrange a meeting, and uh, about an hour or two later, uh, you see a, a, a very small like, a transport ship, like uh, probably a good like, three or four seater, uh, come in and lands uh, kind of in this park in the parking lot and we'll, and we'll say it's a, like a shopping center that you guys kind of uh, uh, arranged to meet and there's, there's relatively few people around uh, the ship kind of pulls in low drops down opens up the rear hatch and two badgeless come out ahead and you can see behind them Zaron is in there and there is a pilot that you can kind of see uh, that is still sitting in the, the pilot seat. So Legionnaire and Sweet Spot are obviously going to be kind of out in the, in the open. 
who is going to be around them? And uh, walk me through, what, what are your positions? I'll be on one side, like a little further away, but uh, not too far away. Um, say on the left of them. I'll be uh, I'll be there with uh, my hands uh, behind my back, just holding uh, the 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 two uh, bits of the, the the cuffs there, and uh, you know, head down like I'm beaten and defeated. Is there any place that I could actually hide? That's like close to them, like access to like a sewer or like you know I mean like you know when you say it's a is it a specifically open wide place where like oh there's no way to be anywhere within a hundred feet like is it that sort of thing uh within a hundred feet I'd say no if you want to try and kind of set up like at a, like on a building or something like that you might be able to do that or if you want to maybe hide in like a vehicle or something maybe there's like a transport around that you can kind of hide in hide behind uh, but you 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 figured that it was a fairly wide open area because you don't think that Zaron would have just come if it was like in an alleyway or something. So you you, right, you do right. think that it's it it needed to be open. Okay, then I'll I'll get you know I'll I'll be hiding in a place that is as close as I can be and still be hidden. Okay, uh, why don't we say that you managed to break into a a, a small kind of like one seat transport or something? Maybe like an okay. like an off-duty cab drone or something like that, and you're just kind of hiding in there, in the back seat. Sure. And Magnum, what would, where would you like to be? Maybe around the perimeter on the opposite side, of, like maybe where they're going to land, closer to not as far, not as close to sweet spot, but more um, on the opposite side, like hopefully right where we expect sort of their, their ship to be. So you want to put the ship like in between you and sweet spot. Yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, like, have someone yeah, get probably close to the best. Ship. Yeah. Wait, we got badges disguises, right? Uh, you got one, sure. We have one. If we can have one person out in the open. That's what I was assuming that we had. That's why I said I was nearby. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that you have uh, spot okay. sweets. Uh, I just badge. wanted to make that clear that I'm not just standing there as wild right. strength. I, being like, hey, what's I up? Figured. Yep. <laughs> 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 well, I'm hoping maybe, like, I could jump out and, and snag him, you know? Yeah, Legionnaires shouldn't need one if he's sending the, the message. They expect to see him. Mm-hmm. And you don't, sweet spot, obviously. Right, because I'm I'm the bait again. It's okay, no problem. I can deal with this. I can deal with it. I can run away. I can run up. Whatever I need. Magnum, you're going to be on the, like, the opposite side, kind of probably like a good like 40 50 feet away like from sweet spot and like kind of hoping that the ship lands in between the in between you yeah hide behind a turbo bush or something <laughs> also if if their focus is on me and legionnaire and, and the badge list then you would have a better chance of uh, getting the drop on them from that direction and carapace you are in your bot mode wild strike sweet spot bot mode what about you magnum um i guess it would be bot mode Mode. Okay. Could you turn into a tiny <laughs> sensor bay? I could, yeah. Because, like, t- tiny would make you harder to find, but if you could sense, like, you're like, hey, guess what? We're being surrounded. And it's like, oh, well, shit, you know. All right, so I'll, we'll get in the bushes. I'll turn into a little sensor bay. And Pythagoras is small, too, tiny, too, so. <laughs> so he'll nice. sort of hold them. All right, good. Positions are set. The ship comes down. Rear hatch opens up. Two badgers walk out. Zarin walks out behind them. What do you do? Wait till he gets closer. In a hold position. 
Um, can anybody tell me if the ship is actually a transformer? And I'm looking at the pilot. Life signs. That's why I said somebody else, because that's not <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I'm going to Working do. on it. Hey, you! You got a bomb on you! <laughs> just, just shoot it worked the first time. <laughs> I have a 20 perception looking at the pilot to see if I, like... Is it like a nameless person, or is it like, hey, look, it's Bombshell, you know? <laughs> just a badgeless. Okay. Life science, 14. Would you roll a 1? I rolled a 4. Oh, shit, Magnum. No. You can't tell. There used to be a ship of some sort. I can't tell one way or another. <laughs> the bot's there's a, there's a, like, a twig, a turbo twig poked me in the eye. <laughs> We're just going to have to find ourselves another sensor bay, that's all. <laughs> insulting the wrong guy, man. <laughs> Don't say that, Vecini. <laughs> You're supposed to be this great detector, this great detective, and yet we don't know if it's alive or not. The two badgeless are walking up. Uh, they are keeping themselves in between uh, all of you and Zaron, but Zaron is following behind them about 10 feet, and they are getting closer. They're about 20 feet away. 15. 10. They are right up next to you. They split to the side to allow Zaron to kind of enter between them. I don't suppose you're here to rescue me. No, sweet spot. We are not here to rescue you. In fact, out of all your friends, I was expecting to catch you last. Well, sorry to mess up the... Uh the uh, the finishing order in your little race here, but uh, I always come first, and I got a little secret for you too. Oh, what is that? Come here, I don't want them to hear. He just kind of leans his head forward a little bit. When he does so, I will attempt to uh, quickly bring my hands around to the front and handcuff his hands. Mm. Roll for initiative. Next time. Oh. 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 Nice. Man. You're just waiting. Record, You're waiting for data log, two, two, one, two, dash A, 40 second cycle, zero, eight. Mission report, code name, Empire of Rust. Mission status, ongoing. Oversight commander, game master, Michael Ordway. Squad commander, Magnum, played by Matthew G. Range combat specialist, Wild Strike, played by Mike M. Melee Combat Specialist Garapis, played by Patrick Finn. Support Melee Combat Specialist Rex, played by Rob Muller. Forward Scout Sweet Spot, played by Adam Achu. Logistics Support provided by the Transmissions Network. To support the show, please visit transmissionspodcast.com slash rust. Mission Success. <laughs>